Thinner Logs is a Chicago-based sketch group that writes comedy grounded in shared true, personal stories about our existence as lifelong nerds. We started your stories to give everyone a chance to do what we do, share their own stories, and foster a more heartfelt, welcoming nerd community. Your Stories is about embracing the weird and obscure in your life and asserting your geekdom with a group that gets your references. And, most importantly, Your Stories is a place to bring people up, not to put anyone down. Hey everybody, my name is Eric Garnell, and this is part two of the Nerdalogs Presents Your Stories November 2014 podcast, featuring the theme Heartland. This month we're welcoming some special guests from Midwest Action, a local art collective working hard to champion the great stuff coming out of our region, and we are really excited to team up with them for the show. Uh, here you'll hear from MWA's Dan Jarvis and Silas Mishler, as well as our friends Katie Johnston-Smith and Jennifer Baird, plus the usual music from myself, Claire Friedman, and Dwight Hassler. Uh, so guys, if you've been listening to your stories for a while, or really even if you just heard one or two, uh, we have a very special request for you. Every year around this time, we ask folks who listen or go to the show to nominate some of their favorite pieces from the previous year for inclusion on our year-end Best Of compilation. So if you have any favorites, like any stories or songs that stood out to you, st- uh, stuck with you, made you think, whatever, uh, we want to know about it. And nominating your favorites is super easy this year, thanks to Webmaster and Nerdalogs member Steve Persh. So all you have to do is go to our website and look for the Your Stories Best of 2014 nominations link. This page helpfully lists all the stories that are up for consideration this year, uh, which is everything from December 2013 to this very episode. And it makes it super simple to tell us why you love something so much. Uh, This is a really fun thing that we do that I think makes people feel really good about their contributions over the past year. So consider nominating some of your favorites if you've got the time. That would be super swell. Uh, You can also find the form I mentioned on our Facebook page. Other than that, guys, just keep an eye out for our other podcasts and videos. We've got new stuff coming every week, like MBSing with Mary Beth Smith, Talking Games with Tim and Clayton, and videos. So many videos. Uh, So thanks, as always, for your support, and we will catch you soon. This is a song, maybe it's a liberal definition of Heartland, but if you imagine that the Heartland is anything not the East Coast or West Coast, I think think we're in the right geography. It feels right. It feels right. It feels right. right. I like this song. I do too. I like this song a lot. Go ahead. One, two, three, four.
strength. Uh, Chris Geiger, who is in the Nerdalog, said, if you guys play that song, you will give me a boner. And Chris didn't come tonight, so we all missed that, guys. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We're going to do some stories tonight, man. And like I said, we have Midwest action in the house, but we always like to kick things off with someone close to the Nerdalogs family. And tonight that is Katie Johnston Smith. Katie Johnston Smith! All right. Hi, I'm Katie Johnston Smith. Um, generally, airport, airport bookstores are not synonymous with much other than thoughts of boredom and paying what seems like fuller than retail prices for cliche bestsellers and eating disorder-inducing magazines. Therefore, I cannot be blamed for assuming the expertly curated comic book rack which I stumbled into at Barbara's bookstore in O'Hare's Terminal 3 was a mirage. I reached out to touch the neatly displayed glossy covers of Scott Pilgrim, Spider-Man, and Thor when my eyes laid on a trade I had heard tell of but had not yet seen prominently displayed. Kevin Smith's Batman Cacophony. I hungrily scooped it up and bought it on the spot. Consumerism! Finding nerdy treasures in non-nerdy places is more commonplace in the 2010s as it becomes increasingly more hip to be square. Maybe we can thank a new generation of TV binge-watchers for taking chances on instantly addictive sci-fi shows like Battlestar Galactica and Firefly after realizing How I Met Your Mother wasn't going to end concisely or well. <laughs> or perhaps the, revi- the revitalization of Marvel and the daringly dark reboot of Batman film, the Batman films uh, successfully awakened the inert nerdiness lying dormant in all of us. Either way, according to the Isles of Target, nerd culture is becoming wonderfully mainstream. And why shouldn't it? The more people who dig this culture, the better for everyone. Only the dumbest clubs are loudly exclusive. This might be total Borg of me to say, but upping our numbers increases the amount of kick-ass movies made, decreases the amount of sick boy TV show cancellations, That was not smooth. And and keeps our favorite actors, writers, and artists busy and employed. Plus, this is quality stuff. Okay, confession time. I was a super nerd during childhood. I watched all of the Saturday morning cartoons on Fox, you know, Batman the Animated Series, X-Men, Spider-Man, Power Rangers, and the knockoff of Power Rangers, Big Bad Beetleborgs. (laughs) It was so bad. (laughs) And I insisted on a Bill Nye the Science Guy theme for my eighth birthday party. (laughs) That's real cool. (laughs) My brothers and I played combinations of action figures, Beanie Babies, and Barbies for hours. However... When I turned 12, I was called out for being juvenile, because I was 12. So I abandoned everything interesting in an attempt to trick my peers into thinking I was cool. Perhaps it worked. I kissed a lot of attractive idiots. Does that mean I was cool? I don't think so. (laughs) Okay, thank you. After a chance viewing of Battlestar Galactica a few years ago, I dove headfirst back into the world I'd almost forgotten about. My brain exploded, and I wanted to rush into the streets with my TV screaming, Guys! 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 Did you see this? Alas, 
I just melted into my couch and consumed as many BSG episodes per day as I could before collapsing into a TV-watching exhaustion puddle. Apparently, that was the experience scores of humans, well, more than scores, but don't I sound smart for saying the word scores? Uh, I use it in a sentence, I get 20 points. Cool, go me! Uh, And that's the beauty of it, that a lot of people experience that. The truth is, I'm psyched for nerd culture to permeate more mainstream culture because it means I'm not a poser. And maybe it means that a large portion of the population was trying really hard to be cool from the age of 12 till now-ish. If that's the case, we owe a big thank you to the geeks who were true to themselves from the start. So, I'm not going to pronounce this wrong. It's Italian. Fa il tu meglio, geeks. That's a piece of grandmotherly advice given to me, and these days is tattooed on me that translate to mean that translate to mean uh, do your best. And I am my best when I'm a nerd. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. That was a very, very rousing story in favor of assimilation. Usually those things are contained to, like, comment sections on articles about immigration. But thanks for So, that was a bad joke. Um, did, you, did you read Batman Cacophony, Katie? Yeah, I own it. Yeah, well, I don't know how quickly you read things that you buy. Uh, did you like it? Yeah, It's pretty good. Yeah. Kevin Smith's a pretty good Batman writer. Because Kevin Smith. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, I said a couple times, Midwest Action is here. We're going to bring up someone from Midwest Action. If you don't know what they are, they are a collective of artists and musicians and generally cool and creative people that work in the Chicago and Midwest uh, art scene to try to kind of psych everybody up about everyone else and like just kind of infuses energy into the scene. It's really super cool. Uh, I know the founder. I actually met her out of your stories. That's our secret origin. Very cool stuff. But she will speak later. Right now, we have Mr. Dan Jarvis. So I guess I just get to talk. You, I mean, yeah, you can do it. Do you want to ask me? Do you want to ask me? Should I play a song? You want to? You I, I, I could play a song. Dan, it's, it's your time, dude. All right. <laughs> let's play a song. Let's play a song. It's not mine, but let's play a song. But Midwest Action is great. Kick my bass. I'll play a song and talk about Midwest Action while I get my guitar out. So Alyssa, I don't know, the mic's probably hear me, right? Alyssa founded it some many moons ago years ago, and her and my uh, friend Eric and myself were writing for really terrible national blog, which I which will remain nameless, The Vinyl District, and we just didn't like it. It was too controlling, it was too, uh, it focused on like Paul McCartney's recent tour and that kind of thing, or what Kanye West was doing, and we wanted to do something that was... Chicago, we didn't care about, you know, Pitchfork covers all that other stuff, and Consequence of Sound, and Rolling Stones. We wanted to, you know, write about our friends and bands that were doing great stuff. Alright, it's a song about whiskey, pills, good stuff.
drink a lot of whiskey and ate way too many pills. And I've been around tight corners and had my share spilled, but I survived. Come and get me, I'm alive. I made best friend with Jesus And I with Buddha too And I kicked the devil's ass And then I wiped him off my shoe And I don't lie You can't look me in the eye Well, how about you? because that's what Midwest Action does. It's it's pretty fun. Uh, but we also have some more stories right now. A friend of the Nerd Logs, a local improviser, writer, a really sweet person, Jennifer Baird. Heartland. What it means to me. I think of the Midwest, Kansas, my home, summer block parties, playing ghosts in the graveyard, catching fireflies, Sunflowers, tornadoes, Wizard of Oz, conservatives, religion, and how flat Kansas is not. By the way, it is not a flat state. Everybody thinks it is, but it's not. And how beautiful it is. Yet, I fell out of place. The circle being shoved into a square hole. There was this claustrophobic feeling. Among the beauty of the rolling of the Flint Hills, there was a lot of contradictions and ugliness pointing its finger at you in the form of a sign as you drive along the highway. These signs were not always there um, along the highway when I was a kid, but it was still there in faint whispers. I was born in Hayes, Kansas, which is literally smack dab in the middle of the state, a tiny, small German Catholic farm town where everybody knows everyone, which is both a blessing and a curse. And later on, we moved to Overland Park, Kansas, which is a suburb of Kansas City, Missouri. 
I realize that kind of makes no sense, but I basically lived on the state line. And it's funny, growing up in a city that seems to be getting larger and larger by the minute, it wasn't all too far different from being in Hayes. Which, again, a blessing and a curse. And don't get me wrong, I had a great childhood, a very loving family. But when you're a ginger-haired, artistic kid who does her own thing, like questioning everything and coloring her Santa's purple, these two things do not sit well with my teachers or my Sunday school Catholic teachers. I even remember in kindergarten my teacher calling my mother to lecture her on how Santas are red and not any other color, and how dare your child do anything different. Thankfully, my mom told the teacher otherwise, and that she was in fact wrong. Basically, my mom told the teacher where she could go. <laughs> and where, you know, like where I grew up, it was, it's, it's kind of like a grandparent. They're set in their ways. They've become comfortable, and they don't want anything to mess up that comfort. Could not wait to get out. And at the age of 26, I finally got that chance. And with the support of my parents, I was off to Chicago. I got a new Chicago phone number. I got a new Illinois ID. And it was an exciting new fresh start. And I was not looking back. Now that I'm older, I've learned to see the many positives of where I grew up and how not to take that for granted. I realize I need to embrace it because where I lived, I wouldn't be the person I am now. Where I was raised helped shape me as an adult. And despite some of the very ugly headlines that uh, Kansas has made in the news this past year, um, there have also been some beautiful things that have found a way to shine through. For example, the Royals making it to the World Series. (laughs) Yeah! I don't even follow baseball, and I'm so happy about that. We also have an amazing jazz scene and barbecue and a growing improv scene and amazing art museums. Okay, sometimes there still is, all right, fine, I'll go back to Kansas and visit my family. Fine, all right. And, you know, it's getting a little bit better, but I guess it's that German-Russian pride I have, or A.K. stubbornness. It is funny, though. When I was back in Hayes a year ago, I couldn't handle how nice everybody was. People wave at you even if they don't know you. And they say hello. And I'm like, what is this kindness? You, this, people are too nice. And then I get back to Chicago, and I get off the train um, from the airport, and I hear some guy go, fuck you. And I'm like, I'm home. Oh, how I love Chicago. I guess it's just a perfect example of why I love the Midwest. But yet at the same time, back off and leave me alone if you see me walking down the street. (laughs) Anyway, my point is, no matter where you're from, be proud of where you're from, wherever it is in this world. Yes, there may be some ugly signs that line the highway, but beyond those nasty signs are beautiful rolling hills and giant awesome rock formations that have been there Far longer than any of those stupid signs. I have this uh, sunflower tattoo on my arm for a reason. Not only is it in memory of my late grandfather, 
but it's also a reminder of where I was born and raised. And despite any ugliness like those highway signs, there's also beauty, and it's got my heart. So that's what the heartland means to me. Thank you so much, Jennifer. That was that was fantastic. Kansas is one of the only contiguous states I've not visited. I should get on that. I do like jazz and barbecue. Well then, let's go to Silas Mishler from Midwest Action. Silas Mishler! Are you storying or rock and rolling? Um, I mean, you'll do both, obviously. I, I'll just story if that's all right. Yes, please. Um, I'm Silas Mishler. Uh, I'm from the band Kind of Good, and I do the booking and uh, some writing stuff at Midwest Action, the, the blog for action in the Midwest and what have you. Um, I just started recently with Midwest Action. Before that, um, I was doing a lot of booking on my own and playing music around Chicago. Um, and I came to music from Chicago from falling off a cliff in Michigan and quitting school and, uh, and things like that. And I thought, hey, why not music in Chicago? And so I went to Chicago and um, tried to get my band booked for a year. I played Cal's uh, in the South Loop. Which uh, is a blast. It's so fun. I we weren't allowed back, but it was so fun. Um, yeah, that's what they get. Um, and I got to play. I got to play a couple of places, but I wasn't having any luck booking gigs because um, we were a band that didn't have the means to make media. Um, and so I finally got a hold of of some of the folks with uh, the booked. I guess it was Township at the time. It's still Township, right? It was, what was it before? It was Ronnie's. Ronnie's, that's right. Anyway, those guys, and I met this, this wonderful person named Omri, who is now the booker at Emporium. And, um, and Omri showed me, re- like, like, I was aching for that, like, Midwest love, and, like, I've never been from the city before. Um, I, went, I lived in Marquette, Michigan before, which is, like, above Michigan, UP, almost to Canada, and they talk different. And it's just really small, and it's, it's wonderful. And I was from central Indiana, where we make meth, and everything's, like, jolly. Um, and and so I, I came to the city, and everybody's hardcore, and I would just, like, stay indoors and, like, avoid humans. Um, and then drink when I didn't. And and so I was having trouble meeting people. I was having trouble, so I met this guy named Omri. Omri now books for the Emporium. Backtracking. We're good. All right. So I, he's like, he's like, yeah, we'll book you a show. And he's like, he's like, are you familiar with the Blue Line? I'm like, I am way familiar with the Blue Line. Where are we at? Like, we're at Six Corners. Are we down in the loop. Where are we playing? He's like, no, no, no. You're going to get up at Montrose? And um, which is west of where I lived. Farther west than I was used to. And uh, we go to this bar called Stage Bar. And I walked in. And it's like... It's like they had a stage set up, but it was like they were surprised that concerts were going to happen. <laughs> and like, I was like, hey, we're bringing in gear now to play con- concerts. And they were like, they're like, oh yeah, what for? Like for, the, for the, for the concert. And I quickly realized that that wasn't like that questioning, like hard ass type of thing. Wasn't like so much. Uh, him actually questioning me. That's just the way he talked. He was just like that demeanor of people. And I was like, oh, I'm going to look for someone nicer to talk to so I can, you know, not feel terrible. And so I went to someone else. There was this like older woman at the bar that looked delightful. And I was like, I was like, ma'am, I'm just curious. And what, where we need to set up and everything. She's like, excuse me? It's like, oh, um, well, we're just trying to, she's like, oh, God, 
down. And I was like, all right, cool. So we set up, we set up on the stage, and um, still haven't seen this Omri guy. Obviously, like no one's gonna show up. Like we had no idea what's going on. Uh, and then Omri shows up, and he looks just like like a, like a really cool Mario. He looks like Luigi. He looks like <laughs> he looks a lot like Luigi, um, but like in a hot way. It's cool. <laughs> And uh, and he was so happy to see us, and he'd booked this really eclectic show with well, one of our friends from Canada named Mark Mills, who plays electro sex pop. And if you try to say that, you're like, no, that just sounds... He's like, no, it's electro sex pop. And I was like, I don't believe you. And then he started playing and singing and dancing at the same time, and it was electro sex pop. It was <laughs> every bit palpable intercourse rock music. <laughs> Electronic. Um but yeah, and then another band played, and a man was wearing a wizard hat, and and I just, I really, really, like, fell in love with Omri, and I loved it, like, like the way he was, just a great plutonic, of course. But anyway, like, just really enjoyed it, and, we, and we're married. Um, no, and so, and so that was where I got in with Omri, and he was like, yeah, like, book and shows, like, that's what you do. And I was like, oh, cool. And so I ended up working at this place uh, that was a music online sales place, and it, it didn't treat people the best, but it was a good group of people, and I ended up... I ended up saying, hey, do you guys want to play a show together? And they're like, yeah, sure, but we can't get booked or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I could just email somebody. And so I emailed somebody, and much like Midwesterns, they love a, like a nice hello, and just to see how you're doing, and just have a good time, you know, and just <laughs> enjoy themselves. And so uh, I reached out to the Double Door, and we got a show booked in the Dirt Room, which is a basement where I think they used to kill people, and and we've had a five-band bill for no reason, and we've had a blast. That was my first time booking a show, and I have been booking shows ever since and now it's like my favorite thing to do and uh and it has made chicago my new heartland it's made a place where i go out and i see people i know and i'm like hey how are you and the guy's like fuck you and i'm like like good to see you too man it's great that's just his way but anyway and i just started working for midwest action and playing with kind of good and having an all right time just all right i think that's that's it Thank you. Fun fact, Dwight and Silas were actually co-workers. Dwight worked for that same online music company. <laughs> I thought we were playing that one at the end. No. Now we're playing this one now. Do you want to introduce this one? Because I didn't know this one before you... Uh... Yeah. Uh, this is one of my... Uh, off one of my favorite albums ever. Um, the Alabama Shakes album is actually another one of my favorite ever albums. But this is from the... Uh, Mavis Staples, uh, Jeff Tweedy collaboration in 2010, You're Not Alone. And this is, uh, uh, Mavis Staples is from Chicago, is a Staples band. And, and so is Jeff Tweedy. Yeah, no, Jeff Tweedy is originally from Bellevue, Illinois. Fuck. Which, uh. <laughs> Damn, show over! Uh, I mean, Wilco is a Chicago band, but Jeff Tweedy is from Bellevue, which is downstate. So even more heartland of the heartland. Yeah. So, Alright.
go, guys. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.